All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, everybody. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 184. Bag Milk, Tyler, Dan, Rick, we're all here. Gang's all in. It's a Friday afternoon, recording a little bit early. What do you got to go on on today? Why were we recording early, Tyler? Uh, because I got a ton of stuff to do and some meetings to get to for the trade deadline show on Monday. Oh, is there a big thing that's happening on Monday? Yes. What is it? Three and a half hours, the daily face-off show. What are you going to be doing? I'm going to be hosting are right here in the studio. Here? Yep. Who else is in here with you? William. Mm-hmm. And around the continent, yeah. we'll have Frank Saravalli in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Pete Blackburn in Boston, Ooh, that'll be Chris fun. Gear in Vancouver, Ryan Clark in Seattle, I'm Mike McKenna in St. To... Louis, Chris Peters somewhere in Iowa. You're really locking down all the geography. I know where they live. I'm looking forward to the Chris Gear takes. He's been having some really good articles about the trade deadline at dailyfaceoff.com. He talked about how much food they eat in a war room. Chris Gear is the former assistant GM of the Vancouver Canucks. He also has a great story about a deal that Canucks made at the deadline last year. And he was the guy who it's his job to type up the email, the central registry, and then hit send to get the deal. And you have to hit send by, you know, what would be 159.59, like right before the deadline. So they had a guy, um, that they were really close to moving, but like three teams were sending offers and no one quite sent a good enough offer. So he had like three emails or whatever <laughs> typed up and was just like waiting, waiting, waiting. Then like two minutes till the deadline, it was like, all right, he's going here. And then he'd like find it and hit send before the deadline. That's so good. Wow. I like that. They're just like the rest of us. They've just got shit with blank spaces, almost like mad libs. I want to be a part of that so bad. Like I'd if there's like a that. set of, you know, there's like some rafters sit in the stands and watch this stuff. Well, one of the fun things that I'm looking forward to on the daily face off show that's coming up 
on Monday is we're going to have, what are we calling this, Tyler? It's like almost like it's just a camera that's fixed on Frank doing his thing at his desk. So even yeah. though he's not, his audio won't be up, right? He, we're going to have him. You got to keep the audio up the whole time. I would That'd love to hear that. Yeah. You don't got to like post it all, but yeah, there's going to be some, there's going to be some stuff you can like keep. Um, but for the people on. at home, yes, it will be, uh, it'll be Frank Cervalli always on the screen. You'll see him texting and calling away. And then as soon as he has news to break, bang, fires it up, turns on his mic, tells you what's happening. I'm looking forward to it. Like I want to what he, these guys were eating though. When he Except reported uh, that Brandon Hagel has been traded. Do we know the return on that yet? Uh, no, there's a report out there, but it's unconfirmed. Um, that he might be going to Tampa, but no big, no Fucking big in Tampa, no big insiders got it. Yeah. Uh, back to Rick's question. What kind of food was Chris gear talking about? Yeah. He just, it was, he talked about today on the daily face off show, like volume of food was the point. Like they eat a lot. Apparently we got a carb what up. Else you gonna do? Yeah. Carbo load like Michael Scott before his big race. Amen. Alfredo <laughs> baby. Uh, all right. Well, nation radio episode 184. As always, I want to thank our friends at oodle noodle for kicking us off. They've got a brand new location opening on Monday in Fort Saskatchewan. So that is Monday, the 21st. If you are in Fort Saskatchewan, you got a new place to eat. If you're in the city this weekend, well, DoorDash will bring it right to you. We want you to load up before the deadline. We've got to have a lot of content on oilersnation.com and dailyfaceoff.com on Monday for the trade deadline. Tyler, I want you to have your energy up. Mm -hmm. And that's why you should have a double beef Tokyo glaze. You remembered my order. I do remember your order. Uh Uh, But if Jay's paying triple beef, if that's possible, Hagel's going to Tampa. Frank, Frank, Frank's got it. What's the return? No idea on the return yet. Friedman also has it. So Brandon Hagel going to Tampa makes sense. They basically had no money to spend. So they're probably going to go out and give up the first rounder and a high end prospect to go get a guy who is cheap under team control. It's like 1.5 million for the next two years. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Tampa kicking things off. A good team just got better. But first, we got some business to get to. Tyler, what is our delicious debate for episode 184? Delicious, delicious. The oodle noodle delicious debate is delicious. what is the bare minimum Ken Holland can do at the deadline, in your opinion? What do you mean bare minimum? When you say bare minimum, like that what will is make the, me happy? Yeah, the bare minimum he could do to have a good deadline. That's an interesting one. Who wants to jump in first? Because I'm, I, I just, I'm frustrated seeing narratives come out already that Evander Kane is our deadline pickup, even though he signed in January, <laughs> that driving me crazy already. So I need to put some thought into it. Dan, you got an answer? Well, remember when we signed Milan Lucic and that basically made it a Taylor Hall for Lucic trade, same kind of energy there. But uh, yeah, for me, my bare minimum would be defensive depth and a goalie change or a goalie addition. That's what I would be happy with at the bare minimum. So I think bare minimum, be, they need to add a goalie in your opinion. So yes. I think you're going to be unhappy. You are going to be unhappy. I am going to be very unhappy. I know that, but I've been saying it all along and I got to stay on brand goalie. Rick bare, Yeah. Like bare minimum. It's, it's, it's a defenseman, I suppose. I like, just uh, are you happy like with quality D man or like just a, yeah. Like if you're getting Kulikov for a fourth, are you happy with that? No, mm-hmm. no. Like there has to be some, substantial like it, it has to be like a somebody it has to be a something it can't just be it can't just yeah it can't just be like that kulikov trade you, you need someone who's gonna like who's gonna stick around or at least make a make a name for himself you make a yeah like leave his name on the ice you have to feel it and know it Tyler, it's not the, gonna happen so no i don't think it's gonna happen either i think we're gonna have four unhappy boys on monday when it comes to the others what are you thinking tyler uh for me it's he needs to make two moves um, and it's either two D men or a D man and a, and a depth forward ad. Um, that that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Like he should, 
he should at the bare minimum, regardless of how I feel at the bare minimum, he should add one D man for me to be happy. He needs to show that he's willing to give this team a little bit more. So, you know, whether you're swapping out Archibald for another depth forward and, and getting someone who can play in every game for you, or you're adding a defenseman on the left side and then you're flipping Barry for a different righty or doing something like that. Those are the two kind of, or those are the sets of deals I could see happening. He needs to make two trades though. You don't think Bear, uh, Archibald's going to turn into another player though, do you? It would be like Archibald for a sixth and then you trade your fifth for a new player. Oh, okay. so, like, yeah, oh, right, for but yeah, not going to be a name for a name or Hey, I mean, you never know, right? Like there is a chance that there's a team out there in the States who views Archibald as an upgrade on a player and they go, yeah, he's an upgrade on this guy and he can play every game for us. Do you think that since you bring him up, you brought mm-hmm. him up on real life, you brought him up last week. I think Archibald's sticking. I'm not saying that's what I believe that so should happen, I. but I think that's what will happen. Yeah, I think they're going to use him and just, you know, in the Canadian games. Um, you got Sevier down in the US, you got Archibald here in Canada. <laughs> and again, and sometimes not, he has to drive himself to the games. That's nuts. Let's not rule out the possibility of Archibald playing in the U.S. and wearing a Sevier jersey. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, and the, the the restrictions are slowly coming up. The yeah. Canadian government just lowered the uh, the testing requirements for, for you. vaccinated people. Yep, but uh, again, it's just it's starting to it's starting to te- taper off, and yeah, so it will not, have, there's it not will very not much I wouldn't enough. do for a million bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's just not a whole lot I wouldn't do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the bare minimum for me is he's got to go out and get two, two deals done here. And you're right. I, I think there is a chance that Archibald ends up staying and they use him just as sort of a depth piece. But then in that case, I think you need to go out and get like a Nick Delorier from Anaheim who again, maybe isn't an everyday guy, but at least he's an option. He's an upgrade on Sevier and he can come in and just, you know, play Wait, those. No Ricard Raquel for you. I was going to say he brings up Anaheim and leaves Raquel out of this. Do you guys Hampus break, Lindholm do you guys also on the board? Something? Uh, I just, I mean, they're obviously not getting Ricard Raquel. He wants I'm, him to go to the Blue Jackets. His real favorite Oh, team. that's probably what you want, isn't it? Um, I would Cheeky love. Devil. <laughs> There's just no way. It doesn't make sense for the Oilers. Sadly. It does though, but you got to get creative. Raquel? You got to do the, you got to do the, the Chris Gear three team trade, alleviate some cap pressure. You need creativity to make a move like that. The way it would work is if you had like some sort of deal for a really good defenseman and that deal requires you sacrificing Yamamoto in the deal. And then you're like moving out or like, you know what I'm saying, right? Like you move out a top six forward. So then you want to replace the top six forward. So you go get Raquel, but Ken Holland's not doing that. I still think dude, I still like, and I, we said this before. I, I still Holy think you fuck. keep Yam as long as possible. He's going to be underpaid his whole career and he can play your first line. He can play your third line. What are you looking at? What are you saying? Holy fuck over there, Tyler. Brandon Hagel to Tampa. Frank says multiple first round picks going back the other way. Barf. Whoa. <laughs> so now if that's the case and Frank is generally right when he puts this shit out, yeah. well, he is right. He's not going to put it out if he's not. Yeah. Well, does that make you reconsider your love of Hagel as an oiler? It shows you. If it it costs you two first. It well, would you can't it, shit on the coach. Can I you just, can't shit on GM now. This is a bit of a redemption moment for me. Go ahead. When I tweeted out the who says no Pugliarvi for Hagel, I had a hundred, I had 150 Oilers fans tweet me. What the hell is going on? And say, (laughs) that's what they said. They were calling it. Yeah. They're like, Brandon Bagel. Who the fuck is that? Like, that's a terrible trade. Why would, why would Edmonton do that? Blah, 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 blah. Hagel is valued around the league. You know who says no to a Pugliarvi Hagel swap? Chicago. And they wouldn't have even thought about it twice because of how valuable this guy is around the league. Teams love him. Yeah, Pugliarvi is not going for two first round picks right now. He is not. Not even. No. 
I'm glad you got your redemption over. It is because people shit on me and I didn't even say I would do the deal. And they were like, you're stupid. If you think some guy named Brandon Hagel from Mournville is worth this much. And God damn it. Put some respect on the Mournville boys name. Declare this weekend, the Tyler Uramchuk redemption weekend. And I just, would like and just be merciless about it every hour. A I would like a thing. shirt made of all the bodies that you're leaving behind you in your wake on the back of your shirt. I'm going to go find the tweet and we're going to spend the last half of the podcast. Just me listing off the handles, reading angry tweets. (laughs) I want all of their names on the back of a shirt. Delicious. Delicious. And you were wrong and you were wrong and you were, he's doing it right now. He's bringing it up. We're already getting this ready. The segment's on the go back to the delicious debate. The question for me is what will I be happy? I just, I can't see a scenario where I'm happy on Monday. There there is a scenario. Like it, it can still happen. I just, don't think the odds are very it's a goalie. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be a goalie. It's not going to be a goalie. You're, I just, no one's moving a goalie right now. So I also think like last night having Mike Smith win against Buffalo is going to be wow. Schmitty battles. Well, yeah, Schmitty's fine. That. Okay. I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I don't know what goaltender makes me feel good about having like a, a number one goalie. Like they said, Bennington. I don't like, I, I get he's got a ring. Like I, I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like to have like a, a starting goaltender. I don't even know if so and so is coming to Edmonton. Like we had dad yep, bought that no. one year. Like it's I don't know. Like I I don't get it now. It was like Talbot that one year, and you're like, oh, that's what it's like to have a starter that can steal you games, play consistently. But what name comes here right now where you feel like? And I don't know if it's like we because we kind of grew up in an era where there was 612 Superstars. Hall of Fame goaltenders all playing at the same time, right? Like yeah. it's. They were every, every goaltender that played yeah. in the nineties, I feel like is a hall of famer right now. Yeah. And now you look at that right now and go, or they had even sweet Vasil- pads and helmets. Like Arthur yeah, even Vasilevsky almost doesn't feel like a Cujo or, you know, a, a Belfort, a Turco or a Broder or a classic or some like, I don't know if there's a goaltender name out there where I'm going to sit there and go before he plays his first game, go. Yeah. You know what? This is our starting goaltender. I, I think, just think like there's a guy. Sorry, got one. That's okay. It's like, Carry Price last year in the yeah. playoffs, you go, that's a fucking started goaltender because he's the only reason the Habs were there where they the, got to. The last two world beaters, I think, that are in the league right now are Flurry and Price for goaltenders where you're yeah, just but like, they're like, you bring that guy age. in and instantly you become Carry Price isn't that guy. No, no, but they have been. That's what I'm saying. Okay, they're the yeah, last, yeah. They're the last okay, ones sure. of those kinds of, of that ilk. I don't, I don't look at, but I'm with goaltender you. name out there who may come here where you're like, yep, that's a starting goaltender. I feel even Markstrom, we sat wherever we were sitting and doing podcasts at the time, uh, even Markstrom, we were like, uh, I don't know, man, that contract's a little bit large. You know, it's a little bit Was long, a, a little bit large. Like we don't yeah. really, and now you look at what he's doing right now. After one year of struggling. Like, is there a gold? Is there a name out there? You're like, yep, we got ourselves a starting goal. But that's why like you got to go find the next guy. And that's why it's also know, probably it's irritating that even more irritating that Skinner's not getting a chance. So that's very I want to, since you talk about the next guy, Tyler on OilersNation.com today, you wrote a little bit of a deadline preview, a little bit of a rumors kind of thing, almost a little roundup. You mentioned the price of a guy that a lot of Oilers fans have talked about for a while. Gorgiev, his price is falling. It is. Uh, Frank Cervalli today on the DFO rundown alluded to uh, the potential asking price from the Rangers and how it's falling and said it could just be a third or a fourth round pick. At Come this on. Point. But here's, now, yeah, that's the thing. Is, is, is this guy a starting goaltender? Here's the thing on Gorgiev too. Frank used the word selfish. And I've heard multiple people question Gorgiev's attitude and his ability to be a good and likable teammate. Does he battle? 
potentially his own teammates too much. Ooh. <laughs> Remember when yeah. didn't D'Angelo punch him in the I was going to say, yeah, and he uh, had a fight, he, allegedly, yeah. in our opinion. Yeah. And everybody, for the record, blamed it on one person, not yep. the other. And mm-hmm. it might be the other, not the first. Well, Interesting. I, like, yeah. I, I, I just think that there's, yeah, that works, there's right? two to tango in every fight. It, right? There is. And I, I'm just saying what I heard and kind of what Frank used the word selfish. And I don't know if that's a guy you really want to bring in. The other thing with bringing in a goalie right now is someone has to go out because you're not going to bring in a guy to run a three goalie system. And are you trading not going out and you're not trading Miko right now because he's the better of the two. I would honestly be scared right now to make a goalie trade, especially (laughs) for someone like Gorgiev where Miko leaves. You know what I'm scared about that? We've got Miko and Mike Smith again next year. Yep. (laughs) I don't think it would be the no, worst if like Nico signs a like sub two. I think you know? Skinner. I think Skinner is here next year, but it could be easily with one of the two we have right now. Oh, it will be. Schmitty battles. <sighs> I just I'm. I, I know like at some point we'll get to it, but like Ken Holland's comments this week about us, about not being good enough to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like I just where would that come from, by the way? Well, and that's that's I mean that's the question, right? Is like like. Every person at this table, if we went to our bosses and we said, listen, I, I know you want me to work harder, but I, but I got to tell you, I, I didn't work hard enough to begin with. And so we're not good enough yet to, for me to do the rest of my job. So uh, <laughs> like, we're I a little just, bit better. I'll, I'll keep doing my job a little bit. You know, I just, it, it's that, that to me is like a really like a soul sucking moment as an Oilers fan. Cause it's just like, man, how many more years do we have to have our just GM patient, say we're man. not competitive? Just yeah. Be patient. Trust the process. Where, where did he say that though? Cause it's, it's in quotes. So somebody it's, uh, was around like, was yeah, this a, was a, a, like a, Town Hall meeting or, or Freeman like, had it, didn't he? Yeah, but like, where where was Ken Holland when he said this? Like, was that a town hall meeting? Or was he just he was just wandering around beers with somebody the, at the at the at the craft it was, table? It was the, actually that phone call that everybody got the photograph of. <laughs> that's that's what that phone call was. He was, was wandering insane. around Churchill Square, just yelling out shit at birds. <laughs> I'm looking to see it on right now in the article. They're you know, birds aren't real; they're government. Is that true? Yeah, they're government props. Wow, surveillance cameras. cameras. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Who changes the batteries? They recharge. Whoa. Yeah. Solar power. Yeah. Technology. Science. Bird chargers. and Tyler, mm-hmm. to wrap up the delicious debate. Oh, we're still doing that? <laughs> <laughs> what is, before you go on, Dan, yeah. what is the likelihood score, 1 to 93, shout out to Nooch, that you think you will be happy with the Oilers deadline oh. on Monday? So one being I'm miserable, 93 being I'm thrilled? Exactly. 35. <laughs> Rick? I was going Doug Waite, 38.9. Dan? Percentage that I'm going to be happy? One out of, one one out of, out of 93, 93, though. 2%. Ooh. I I'm a, typically an optimistic the person. That guy is smoking hot. Wow. And the last trade deadline I was really happy about was two years ago when we got a, a Thanasiu and... Uh, and Ennis. Ennis. Mike Green. Yep. Yeah, Green. Great oiler. I was really happy Fantastic. about that one. Not happy last year, and I don't think I'm going to be happy this year. I will say I'm going to... I like Tyler's answer, except I'm going to pick a different player. I'm going to say Bill Ranford out of Nugent Hopkins. How's that? 35. I would love to be surprised. He was not 35. I would put what it was Ranford? 30? 30, 30 or 30. 30. Yeah. yeah. Or it could also be Bob Essenza, whichever you put it All right. The delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Again, their new location in Fort Saskatchewan opening on Monday, March 21st. Or if you're here in the city, want something to eat? Our friends at DoorDash are here for you. Delicious. It's Friday. You've worked enough. You can't cook anyway. 
Don't pretend like you can. DoorDash is here for you. They'll bring the nudes right to your house. Good? Good. Delicious. Ding dong. All right, Dan, you've got a quote from Ken Holland. Go for well, it. it was a quote. It's actually a quote from Elliot Friedman to answer your question. But he's uh, quoting. He doesn't, but he's he doesn't quoting. quote him, but here is the quote. Oh, okay. In Edmonton's case, GM Ken Holland felt it didn't make sense as the Oilers slipped to, towards the playoff cut line. You're not, he said, going to trade your best picks or prospects if not good enough to contend for the Stanley Cup. So it's like it, he didn't quote him directly. He just said what he said. And that's just, uh, it makes no sense to me. Like sometimes you got to turn those picks and prospects into actual bodies and that's how you make your team better. If you are planning to be a contender, why wouldn't you trade the 2023 first at the bare minimum? Because if you're good, then that pick's going to be low. And it's supposed to be like super duper uh, valuable because apparently that, that, that draft, like everyone's going to be hall of famer in that first round or something like that. Tyler, we're seeing Tampa throwing their first around for Brandon Hagel. Where are you at with the Oilers picks? If you could get a guy like a Brendan Hagel and it costs you two firsts, let's just say a cost controlled player. Yeah. Good deal. Decent producer. I wouldn't give up two firsts for Hagel if I was nope. the Oilers, just because that's not a need. I'd give up two firsts for Jacob Chikrin if I was the Oilers, because that is a need, right? Yep. I saw your wheels turning, Rick. What do you think about that? I just, I, I don't know why Tampa did that. Like it's, it seems expensive to, uh, it, yeah, it seems too expensive. I, I don't get it. It but definitely no, it makes, a, it makes definitely perfect sense for them. Like they are right up against the cap and now they are getting a guy who's going to score them 20 to 25 goals a year at one and a half million for the next two seasons. So who, who, who do they end up moving out? Probably nobody. Dampo, Tampa always finds a way to fucking. They, yeah. Like they don't have, and especially may, through these, here's an idea. And we haven't seen this yet. What if Chicago was like, you know what, Tampa, you give us that second first rounder because no one else is. We'll keep 500 K. Where, where is that? The 20, 2022 and 2023 believe so. Hasn't been confirmed yet. We'll check back in on Mr. Sarah Valley. We will, but you would do call that for him, that would move right for uh chicken. Well, like, you know what? If there that was, get, yeah. if there was a Brandon haggle of defensemen out there, mm-hmm. then I think that then Left I think you're right. Or you don't care at that point. I wouldn't really care, but the Brandon haggle of defensemen, what is he? Is he your first pairing, second pairing, a third pairing, a st- a, a, second, a right? good, a good young second pairing D man on a great contract for two more years. You give up two first for that. Cause again, if you're trying to contend, you're trying to go deep, the picks in the 20 to 30 range and the Oilers have a system coming. You have a Holloway coming. Yeah. Pulley RV Yamamoto are young. Your top six also like that's not going to move next year. Well, it's not moving for how many years? McDavid, Drysettle, Hyman, Nuge. Well, it depends what Kane does, I guess, but McDavid, Drysettle, Hyman, Nuge, Yamamoto, Pulley RV. You have six guys right there who are top six top nine at worst quality guys. You got Holloway coming. You got Borgo coming on the blue line. Nurse is locked up. Bouchard's here for the long haul. Broberg's here for the long haul. CCS three more seasons as well. Like you have enough future pieces coming in that if you're the Oilers, you can afford to sacrifice first yeah. round picks because you need guys who can help you right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have future pieces coming to help you mm-hmm. guys. And like you have Lavoie, yeah, Savoy and Petrov. Those are going to be depth at depth pieces, potentially one day. Exactly. Those third and fourth and fifth round guys that are looking like they're going to turn into something, make it possible to make, move a first rounder yep. right now. I just, but he's not going to do it. Well, and the other thing, the other piece to it too, and I, and at the time I just thought about it, but I just did all the research, rapid research while I was talking here. And Ken Holland makes transactions in March and February every year with the Detroit Red Wings makes transactions with them all the time. And you look at their standings, they're fourth and fifth in the standings in their division. So I'm wondering, is this like an organizational thing from the Oilers and they don't want him touching shit? No, I think all those things we see that Holland says or whatever is just like, it's 
Oh, and it's that just, was the other side of it fucking, too. Yeah. It, it's you're not going to lay your cards on Yeah, it might just be puffery. Yeah, exactly. saying that you want to look at a goalie, but you're saying no, we're not going to touch any goalies because the but market you, sucks. Yeah, he's definitely looking at goalies. And there's just nothing available right now. Um, yeah, like goalies, and again, I wouldn't be giving up two first rounders for goalies either. But um, like I'm looking at Frank's trade targets list. I just I I wouldn't blame Ken Holland this deadline for not moving the first. Cause I'm not sure if there is that perfect dream fit. Like unless you get a check run. unless you can get a check run. but yeah, that's but what, I don't think, yeah. I don't think chicken's moving at this deadline. Well, Hampus Hampus is a rental. I'm not giving up first for a rental. Well, obviously, yeah, no, in that situation, you have to, you have to know that you can, you can sign, sign the guy yeah. and they would have to take back Barry. So you have the money to sign the guy. But again, I think Lindholm's going to be expensive. A guy like Damon Severson, I don't mind. He's not worth that though. And he struggles to defend as well. So I'm not sure he's an upgrade. Like, Again, you go down the list and like, there's just not that outside of Chicker and another stud young defenseman who's available. I was talking to a couple of media guys here in the town, in the city yesterday, Tyler. Mm -hmm. The idea of trading Barry is kind of spreading rapidly is what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Both of them, their prediction was that he gets moved in the off season. I heard from That's people good. that they think Barry's incredibly movable. I've also heard from another person that there's no chance in hell Barry has any value. So I, I've heard. Was I the one that said there's no chance this? in hell? Can we stop this uh, from a person stuff and put out some names, please? I'll tell you guys after. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, uh, Mark Spector wrote an article trading Tyson Barry to Seattle. Was for Carson Susie For Carson Susie. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, but I would still, do that. So a, that's, that's a, one name that has done it. Yeah. So, but can he play his right? So let's say you need to throw in a sweetener there. Let's say it's like a fourth. So you, th- you trade Barry in a fourth for Susie. And then you go give up your second rounder for nickel or no, Letty's another, you can get a righty. You can go give up your third for Justin Braun. And now your third pairing is Susie and Braun legit shut down. Keith and Bouchard can play way easier minutes than they are. And you have nurse and CC as your all around top pairing. That's a hell of a blue line. Tyler's making deals here, but what is, but okay. My question is to that Tyler. I wish I would have been able to ask Mark, but is what, what value does Barry have to a Seattle who is battling for Shane Wright? They're losing Mark Giordano. They need to put NHL players on the ice. He's a name. He's a name. But I said this before, like before we started recording, we know what it's like to have a team, all of young kids and expect them to be the ones pulling everything. It doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work. We watched it. It does not work. So you need your veterans like that. And the Barry, I think his contract's not terrible. If you have room for it, he's, he's a quality player still. Um, in the right position. We just, we have a younger guy, a cheaper guy who may actually be better in the, in that position. So yeah. we don't need them. And ultimately again, Seattle's in their first season. They need to sell tickets. A guy, Tyson yeah. Barry, if you don't know much about hockey, chances are you may know his name been around. And also if you're Seattle, no matter which way your franchise kind of goes in the next couple of years, see Barry would have value to you, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be competitive for the next two years, or you're trying to, then he's a the guy who's going to play in your top six. And if, power play. and if you get to the end of that contract in that last year, then you keep half and you flip him at the deadline and teams are always looking for puck movers. So like you just flip him. But I just think for Barry, he's, he's a pointless player to have on the roster in Edmonton. Redundant. Just, yeah. It's redundant. Like his, he's not worth that cap space. Since we're talking about Tyson Berry, let's look at last night's game against the Sabres. Uh, Tyson Berry scored his first goal since November 20th. That's 35 games. If you're wondering, I'm hoping that's a little bit of a slump buster. Cause I don't think he's going to get moved at the deadline, but ultimately if Tyson Berry's going to be here, you want him contributing. Yeah. 
Right? He can. Like when he's he playing well, he's valuable. Mm-hmm. What a situational way to get to break that schneid though, eh? Like he was it was the sixth goal or the fifth goal, and so Seven. he didn't really get to celebrate. Yeah, like he was just kind of he just scored it and then Good. None of them should be celebrating right now. They should all look like Leon after he scores a goal. Okay, honestly, we should be here right now. We should be better than we are right now. Uh cool. Drop the puck and let's keep going. I just want to say that I was cheering for Tyson Berry because I bet heavily yeah. on the over last night. Well, and, that, and as that, the clock was ticking down, yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm staring at six goals and I'm like, I really need this seventh one, one more boys. One more that, uh, that power play work on that far board too is really nice. Hell to of watch. a pass by Fogel. Yeah, it was, they, they baited them into that one pretty hard and Barry just slipped down yeah. and boom. Is, is he he Fogel starting to heat up a little bit? He's starting uh, to get some touch. His his around the network still needs some work. You cannot question his the hustle. around the ice work needs wow. work. You cannot question the hustle. That's where I'm with Bag Mel Connor. The finish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but listen, everyone says he's gonna step. He's a, a guy you want in the playoffs. Um, so we kind of have to wait till I think he's the end of April. Like I'd like to see what happens when Nuge comes back. Hopefully next week, and they reunite that line with Fogel and. <sighs> I have no idea if this is true, but John Bucci-Gross of ESPN is reporting that there's seven pieces in the Hagel deal. We'll wait to see if an actual insider has that, but that'd be pretty wild. Anyways, seven. There was two picks going with Hagel. It took my my brain a second to register what you just said. Yeah, but there was two, there was two (laughs) picks going with Hagel though. Anyways, but um, not good enough for Jesse Pugliarvi. Just remember that. Nope. It's not straight. I, yeah. Fogel for me, like, I don't know. I like the hustle. It's it's usually there. The head scratchers per 60 is a little too high. Would for you rather me there. have a, since similar, I mean, give or take a few hundred thousand dollars, which is mm-hmm. funny to say, but which are you rather having on your roster? Fogel or Cassian? Ah, uh, Fogel. He's got a little, but like, again, yeah. Fogel's kind of got at times a bit of that Ryan McLeod thing where he could lay a guy out, could play more physical, but he doesn't. He kind of waves his stick at him when he's skating yeah, by. And yeah. it's, I would like to see, like, if you could merge Fogel and Cassian, right? You get a little bit more speed there. I think when Fogel's on, he's got more skill with the puck, but he can hit. Do we have to pay $6 million if we merge them? Oh, dear God. And that's the other thing with Fogel, too, is, like, he got chances in the top six, and he didn't really score. Yep. And, like, you're paying the guy a decent amount of coin here on mm-hmm. like a turn, a deal with term. Like I'd like, I would just, he leave Fogel leaves me wanting more. And that's not me saying, I don't like the player. I don't want him here. He just leaves me wanting just a little bit more. Now, do you think this is kind of like a Markstrom thing where he's kind of displaying under his average and he's going to first back year of the new team year? And yeah. if so, and we move on from him because there has been talks about uh, moving on from him already. Um, <laughs> What if he does come back up to like what he was before, what they told, what we were told we were getting. And all of a sudden we fucking sell low again. And I don't, I don't think anybody's moving on from him though. This quick. That's a, that's like, I mean, especially with the current GM still in position, it, I don't think he's moving on that fast. That would be a, that would be a it, pretty it, quick it, admittance that you were wrong. I, I think it's been brought up even on, on Stoffer show. Like it's been brought oh, up in, yeah. the, in the, by the media guys. It's, it's been brought up before yeah. and that's where I, I, I brought it up. Wrong. I just can't imagine Ken Holland saying, guys, I got this one wrong. We're going to just like, just like the Jordan Eberle. I think it's tough to, for any GM to do that. Yeah, but he did. Holland cut bait with Athens CU. Yeah, that's fair. I still think. Yeah, I, he was kind of forced. But I don't think this is necessarily that same level either. He was forced to with double A. Like, I still like what Fogel does away from the puck. I do, Tyler. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fair. I would have still kept double A. I would have tried to cut I Chase tried to, on. 
yeah, I would have tried to make it work. Yeah. Um, to get more than just 13 games out of that trade. And so, so you had to pick a guy right now. You'd rather have double A than uh, chase on. Yeah. Yeah. And then chase on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but man, when chase on was dangerous, he was on, he was on baby. When he had here. those, like there was those three, four times a year when he had that four or five game heater and just he just, buddy, he was man. fucking And he'd money. start like shooting from it. We've talked about this before, but I remember the game he had scored two the day before and he like first shift of the game, he got a pass at the very top of the blue line center of the ice and he dropped down to one knee like he was fucking Alex Ovechkin <laughs> and he fired a one timer that missed the net. And I'm like, that is confidence. Yep. Anyone who says confidence doesn't play a role in this sport needs to watch that clip of Alex Chase on briefly thinking he was a Hall of Famer. Speaking and lack of, of confidence too, though. <laughs> speaking of confidence, Tyler. Last night's game against the Buffalo Sabres, the Oilers looked like the team they should be against the Sabres. There was no downs like they we had against Detroit. There was no lulls. We were terrible in our own net against Detroit. Awful. Yeah. The whole team. Like I know people want to say they go Miko Miko. The whole team was Everybody terrible was in our own end against Detroit. It was like it was, the first intermission was the finish line, you know, and they were just riding out the clock. It was yeah, I mean, it was bad. Uh, I want to get to Mike Smith though. That was his first win in a minute. He only allowed one goal. Now he did not have a lot of grade a chances against. There was a lot of shots from the outside, but ultimately he got the job done. I think a goalie should come in. Dan does. I don't think it's going to happen. Made 27 saves in a nine sixty four last night against the Sabres. What do you take from that, Tyler? Do you take anything from a win over the Sabres or do you wait? Like this is what I said on the B cast last night. Yes, it's great. Mike Smith beat a team. He should beat quiet maybe builds him a little confidence he needs some you know committee battles but what we're gonna see is i want to know what happens against either colorado or dallas whichever he goes up against now that's a game that they need to win they well you need to get one of them against colorado or dallas i think smith might start against new jersey on saturday again but i don't want to have the mike smith confidence conversation until he's done this in multiple games yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's not even a confidence thing to me though it's just show your back yeah uh, your Holy game slips at that at, at that at that point, and I think that's just where you everything right slips when you're so, forty, man. Yeah, trust Discs. me. No. We got the full Hagel deal from Frank. Go, go ahead, Brandon Hagel and two fourth rounders yep. to the mm-hmm. Lightning for two first Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk. So two firsts and two young NHL players that are on their team. Crazy. So what you're saying is that's ex- that's great. That's not. I that's can't a- wait to see the Tyler Uremchuk revenge tour. That. Yeah, see what what would, you have to add something extra to these fans. Taylor, to get, to Taylor, get. sorry, Taylor Radish was a second round pick in 2016. He's six foot three, 200 pounds, 24 years old. He's got 12 points this year playing in the Lightning. Bottom six. Boris Kachuk was a second round pick in 2016 as well. That sounds um, like an off brand Kachuk. He's only got like six <laughs> six points this year in 38 That's games. That's the Prongles though, for yes. Pringles. That's wild. That is a fucking monster deal. So what? How do you grade would we- that? Do your Chris Gear grades on this trade, Tyler? You know, I think both teams like Tampa gave up a lot to get them, but they got them. And the other thing to remember here is if Tampa is going on late runs, two firsts are in the what? 26 to 32 range. Mm -hmm. Whereas two firsts or two fourths from the Hawks, those are early fourths. Yeah. So the gap is actually like really close or it's closer than you think yep. with those picks. So I'm actually, I'd give both teams an A grade. Like I think Tampa, you, you got an impact guy. You paid a lot, but you're just trying to win a third ring. Four fourths too. That's, those are the kind of picks that you see GMs at the draft go, here's four fourths and you move up to yeah. whatever, you know, <laughs> that fourths like, those are like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The odds 
that those, that guy makes that league. Gregor does that every year at yeah. and I always enjoy it. Cause it's like the percentage of fourth round picks that go to the show are just, it's minimal. And we're sitting yeah. on a couple right now, by the way. Hey, magic beans. I want to go back to the Buffalo game though. <laughs> a couple more things I want to talk about. Leon Dreisaitl hit his 40th goal of the season. That makes it three times in the last four years that Leon has hit 40 goals. I just wanted to take an op- another opportunity to say, Hey, thanks Buffalo. I thought about that too. That's just like, I get if you're a Sabres fan and you're like, Oh, the lottery balls, we lost out on McDavid and then you got a cool. Um, but like sitting there and being like, fuck. And the guy you picked ahead of him is now in Florida <laughs> having success. Well, that's another thing too. And the guy immediately after him, Sam Bennett also in Florida having success. Well, just got incredibly lucky in that draft. Yeah. Did you thinking back now, just real quick, Trip down memory lane for old Leon. Did you ever expect this? I didn't. We've talked about this before. Like, there's no way. Like, I mean, not the goal scoring per se. The yeah, I thought he'd be it, a the passer. Rest of it, I think so. I was expecting maybe not Joe Thornton like numbers per se, but like you know, fewer goals, a lot of assists. That's what I was expecting. If you would have showed me, like, let's say the year after, the, yeah, sure, the year after they drafted Connor. If you would have showed me the Oilers depth chart today. I mean, like, look, Drysaddle's a really good second line center to McDavid. I would have been like, hey, that's perfect. You know, that's exactly what we expected. Good. Then you'd show the stats and it'd be like, oh, shit. Then you'd be like, by the way, he is a heart trophy, too. And you'd be like, what? The interesting thing is, if you want to do that game, you can go back on a certain website that we all participate with. There was trade Drysaddle articles up on ON for a while because they already had Nuge. And he got yep. sent down. And now you stack the three of them up and you go, oh, that's real nice to look at. Were those articles written by Dan? No. Yeah, Dan, noted <laughs> AHL player. Leo Whenever I sign into the back menu, <laughs> yeah. the first little notification I get at our site is someone commenting on an article, or it's all comments on articles. The Oilers should strongly consider trading Leon Dreisaitl. That was a John Willis so one dumb. that did not age very well. Yeah. Shout out to John Willis. It made sense. You got to look at everything at the time, right? Like I remember... I always get clowned for there was a point where we were spitballing about trading dry sidle. And I was like, Oh, like you flip them to Philly for Sean Couturier. Yeah. Cause like at the time, what was Sean Couturier? He was winning Selkies. What was dry sidle? Bit of an underperforming guy who was about to be do a big ticket. And it was like, ah, maybe you make that swap. Right. And like looking back now, you obviously fucking wouldn't, but remember the, remember <laughs> the talk, two very different organizations now. <laughs> yeah. Remember the talk about, uh, and there were analytics people who wanted this done. Fourth overall in Dreisaitl for Subban. Yep. That oh. was the that was the hot rumor, right? Oh, oh I, man. I put that out on Hockey Fights the other day. I asked a question of like, what's the worst transaction I think you've seen? Or sorry, what was your worst take that you had? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people admitted to, yeah, to wanting Subban for Dreisaitl. Now and that, like, that was, and again, that was not just like, that was, that was analytics people. Yeah. There was yeah. non-analytics the, people. About, Every side was in on that. What about the goalie from uh, Vancouver who ended up going out to Jersey? Uh, Corey Schneider. Do you oh, remember yeah. what that was? That was for Bo, Ho- Bo Horvat, but I don't yeah, remember, do remember what, what they what, asked for from the Oilers. Dude, though. it was like Darnell. Oh, yeah. It was Clefbaum. It was, oh, yeah. it was ridiculous. And he had one good season in New Jersey. And then the funny thing about Leon Dreisaitl though is first off when he started to hit. So 2016, 17, or no, maybe even the year before when he had 51 points. Well, it's because of Taylor Hall. He's playing with Taylor Hall. That's why he, the only reason he's doing stuff is playing with Taylor Hall. And then it's all oh, the only reason he's doing anything is with Connor McDavid. So only doing anything with Connor McDavid. And I think it was Sid last night was putting out some stats with and without Connor. 
Leon is just his own force. He is. He is just an absolute unit. So just circling back to the Schneider thing, Ben Kuzma, writer for the province newspaper out there, tweeted at the time of the draft, the Oilers are stunned. Their package said to be bigger for Schneider. So the Oilers had offered the seventh overall pick, which was, and the, which was nurse. Yeah. And the Canucks didn't want to trade him in division. So they said they were going to take the lower pick, the ninth, unless the Oilers threw in Oscar Clefbaum. Oh my God. Terrible. Can you imagine the book that like a group of GMs could write of like the trade offers they almost pulled trig on? Yeah. Oh, yes, I would like. I would or the ones book. they thought was they were like, we've got this in the yeah. books and then it just didn't work for whatever reason. Yeah. I would, I would love to be in one of those rooms. And I, you know, you watch like draft day. It gives you a mm, little taste yeah. of it. I want dude, put me in the back row. I'll make the yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah, I'll make I'll coffee. make sandwiches for everybody. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Just let me listen. As the Tyler, when it's dropped off. Yes, sir. As Tyler said, if there's a lot of eating going in there, I'll serve it up. Hey, you need a sandwich? I got you. I'll, I'll bring you a plate. You. Yeah, you're on camera. You, here, got, you, you know, play on your fucking, No, here you go. Here's a plate. Yeah, I got this. We Change got your this. napkin. If anybody at OEG needs help on deadline day, Tyler can't do it. He's got a. He's, he's got, got stuff to do. I got. I got oh, wow. time. I've got nothing but time. Yeah, we'll figure it out to make you food. What do you got over there? The haggle picks aren't even this coming year. It's 2023 and 2024 are the first rounders. Interesting. Very interesting. So Tampa could do more damage. If I they want to say Tampa can make some Tampa's not do they, do, they, um, do they still have their pick for this year? Yeah. Tampa? Yeah. And they, and, just, and they just cleared out some roster spots. <laughs> this bl- okay. This blows. Okay. It doesn't blow my mind. It annoys the shit out of me. Cause if you can trade a, a draft pick from three years for fucking now yeah, like what are we for doing? a guy who can play right now, yeah, why the are we fuck doing? aren't we doing this? Hey, I got a first round pick in 2036. Like good. Let's, yeah. Let's no, get give me a guy right now. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense how a GM can just sit on his hands and go because they're the, not good enough to win the cup, Rick. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's just so annoying, man. Very and upsetting. Like, the thing right is now. to, you make it into the playoffs Especially in this city, everybody knows saw it. it. You can, yeah. you just get there, and who knows Systems what the fuck happens? Change the game. Yeah, it's just you get in, and you never know. You never know. You never know. But that's what he's saying about Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. You guys, you never know. That's you true. never. Know. You never know. Shout out to Miko. I like you, Miko. You're doing good things right now. Yep. I hope you're having a good day. It's our boy. Sunny outside. Would you resign him? If it came to like, listen, if you get him like a million and a half, well, you know what? We'll wait till ask the idiots. Cause there's a, oh, there's okay. a question in there. Um, one more thing about the, one more thing about the Sabres. Sabre game. Sabres. Of course. Terrible bridges. Terrible, yeah, terrible, printers. terrible. Printers. Printers. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll cover it up too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Press conference. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's enough offerings references for uh, one thing. Great episode. What did you have left from Sabres? I just want to talk about the special teams a little bit. Um, the Oilers did not. I don't know how to handle the power play right now. They did get one on three, one of three, I should say. Perfect on the PK. That's the important part. But I'm still not. They still worry me because Why? I don't know they just don't look as sharp. Like it's not the same thing. It's not like the surgical precision um, specifically on the power play. It's not just like the surgical precision we saw early. And it's just like, what else you got in there? Well, when unit two and then unit three, which was dry Cassian and Archibald are, are buzzing 
as much, if not more than I mean. your PP one against the Buffalo Sabres. That's where I had an issue. Like Dreisaitl, mean, like, Cassian, and Archibald had a scoring chance last night like on the power play. The only power play goal they scored last night was Tyson Berry from Fogel and McLeod. And that was unit two starting a power play because McDavid was gone. By the way, Connor, your face. Yeah. Please. He was universe. So, how mad was he? Hey? Leave his face alone. All I could think about was how bad his teeth slash, because you know he's not getting those fixed in season. He's going to wait. You don't get them fixed till you're done. Well, like, well, ideally, but like you, you have to start thinking about headaches and like the pain, just the general pain that you have from teeth when they get damaged yeah, like that fair. over and over again. Right? Like he was so pissed off. Good. The thing about Connor too is like, does he feel pain? Like he doesn't feel it like the rest of us. I don't think we were in Calgary when the thing happened. <sighs> He's just he sat there, whereas I would be crying. And hoping for Tyler to hold me. Clawing through the ice. He, he gets his teeth he knocked out. Did lose his shit though, apparently, like when he got into the into the dressing room and stuff. Because they like there were reports he was like screaming. But like, how about that as like a guy who keeps it together in front of everybody? I would in imagine front it's, of people, that's it's, it's it more of like a frustration thing too, right? Not even pain. He's probably just so pissed off that this that this just keeps happening. Well, that's that's the kind of sense that I got watching it. And then somebody on the Buffalo bench said something to him because he stopped. He was about to go off the ice and he stopped to give them a piece of his mind too. So <laughs> I think somebody was like, Jesus, just a stick. And he's like, get stuffed. I also enjoyed that right at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys that were at the arena would have saw it, but like he peeked his head out right at the end oh, of the no. game. Did he? Looked it up. There was about two and a half minutes left. And he's just like, nah. and he goes right turn back around. <laughs> yeah. I saw the trainer. I saw the trainer come in and talk to Woodcroft. And then he just left. And I assumed that. that so was McDavid like came back down the tunnel. Yeah. He was just, right. he was standing there. His face was like all bandaged and then he just looked up and then he turned back around and went, yeah, they don't need came yeah, down to just double chuckle. check that Mike Smith then give up five goals. Yeah. while he was going. Just in case I, I get a chuckle when they put band-aids on like that. You say it's bandaged. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those big square ones. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Like what the fuck is that doing? Yeah. Just, just keep keeping, his, keeping the juices in, you know, can't stay in the jersey. He's gonna <laughs> be rocking the Nelly look. Oh, nice. That's I like that. And yeah. it'll be like, you know, when LeBron had to wear a mask for a bit and he like went off. This will be like the band-aid McDavid era. He'll have a band-aid <laughs> on should, his face and score 40 goals in 10 games. They should give McDavid one of those Phantom of the Opera style masks. I'd like to see that. Just protect his actual mouth. Just the, get the no, you get the punter helmet, the one bar over the mouth. <laughs> that's true. I always love those. So good. Uh one thing about Connor though. Uh, outside of his broken face, which pray for Connor's face. Um, he's once again on his late season heater. And I don't know what anybody can do about it. Nothing. In his last four games, eight points. Somebody, somebody said it in the crowd last night behind me. They said it, when Connor Stone hits, he's scoring points. As soon as, he, as soon as you see him go around and look for a guy and just finish that check, you know he's in the mode. And I agree with you, Bag Milk. I think that this is the start of something special here. Last year in his last 25 games, 52 points. In his last 11 games this year, he's only had uh, three games where he had no points. Every other game was a multi-point night. So eight of his last 11 games have been multi-point nights. So if you're betting on over one and a half points for Connor, you're locking it in. For the yeah, rest of the year, do it. Odds suck, though. He does it all the time, man. I don't like that you get negative odds on over one and a half points in the NHL. Well, welcome to Connor. It fucking drives it's me crazy. Like the only player out there. Listen, he made me money last night, but it could have been more. That's not his fault. Dude, That's in his fault. last 25 games, mm -hmm. since 15, 16, 24 points, 
37 points, 42 points, 36, 36, 52. <laughs> 52 points last year in his last 25 games. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Shout out to the Toronto media, though, because it seems like about this time every year we come up with a new Hart Trophy candidate, <laughs> and it just so happened to be this year it was Austin Matthews. They do it at the beginning of the year. Well, this is and At this point, Connor's like, I... Guys, you're pissing me off. Okay, fine. I'll just take it and run. Now what? Yeah, what are you going to do? Not 52 me. points in 25 fucking games. Uh, last thing before we move on to Ask the Idiots. Uh, Tyler, I know you're excited about this question. Is there more doors or wheels in the world? Yeah. This is a viral trend going around on TikTok. I know, and it's the dumbest question ever because the answer Go ahead. is obviously doors. No, it's not. It's wheels. Wheels. No. I'm on yeah. two wheels. I actually no, no. I looked it up. Because you start looking at like things like drawers. Mm-hmm. Those work yeah. on wheels. Yeah. A, a drawer also has a door on the front. That's not a door. It's like a handle. Cupboards have doors. I, I did. That's yeah, fair. Cupboards is a So like, how, what do you have more of in your house? Drawers or cupboards? Well, that's just it. But one drawer is like one eight wheels. Least, yeah, it could be eight wheels. Okay. But also the other side of this, every car is more or less negated. Four doors, four wheels. Not really. Fair. Some what two if you doors. got a coupe? Some okay, two doors. Still, it's only a two thing advantage. Think 18 about wheelers. What if you drive a motorcycle? Let's 18 wheelers. 18 wheelers. Yeah. What if you go to Asia, which I recommend you do, Tyler, mm-hmm. although it's over a six hour flight. You may yeah. not like it. Trains. Everybody rides mopeds over there. Think of how many boats there are in the world. Those have doors sometimes. I, I love this debate Sometimes. and Tyler, I was on your side. Yeah. I was on your side and I decided to Google it. I don't know yeah. if we, I don't know if our generation really knows that this next generation really knows that Google exists because we just keep asking each other yeah. questions. Yes, but that's the whole point of everything right now. It sounds like at least to Google, what was if it? memory serves correct. It's like 1.22 million doors in the world and 3.1 no, billion. There's, there's, there's not 1.2 million yeah, doors in the world. Are you? And no, there's, there's 3 billion more. tires in the world is what they say. There is not only there's probably 1.2 billion doors in can in Alberta alone. You remember that big Maybe fire on Simpsons? Billion, that Maybe wasn't a fight. That wasn't a door fire. Was it? I think it's like <laughs> it must be one then one billion, but it's 33 billion. I tires. don't trust that at all. <laughs> but like, like I was with you, but then I started thinking of like, like, That's like great. big milk said the Asian countries and all of the tires. I also, I also and cars think the government wheels. is monitoring what we see on the internet. So and maybe they want wheels. you to believe it's wheels. <laughs> and they're also watching us with birds. Like, I don't know. <laughs> hot wheels was the other one too. Like toy cars and stuff. Ooh. Cause oh, hot yeah, wheels cause open doors. Yeah. Think, no, yeah but think of doors. every, if we're talking you know toys, wheels are though. Think of every toy dollhouse and all the doors. Those would have, but, but there's like 18 hot wheels for yeah, every dollhouse your, in the world. Your Barbie fun house also has a Barbie Jeep. Yeah. yeah I was right there with you, Tyler. The I was on Corvette. the door. I was on board with the door story at our meeting that morning yeah. before Quadrelli then asked Bruce Rujo his <laughs> answer. And he said wheels, but after he said he didn't know. So, uh, you know, he thought about it. He did. Well, he's counted every door. He said, <laughs> he's counted every door recently. Oh, dude. Like that guy is such, he, he, so he belonged in the Oilers organization about like 10, 12 years ago. And we had like, I feel like we had a couple guys like regular Joe's. Mm. Yeah. Right. He's not like a coach. He's a regular guy. Yeah. It seems like that. Shout out to quads though for asking. Cause yes. that clip went everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and the funny part about it is take you behind a little bit. Quads calls me before he goes down to the rink, he's like, do you think this is a good idea? If I ask all the players and the coaches, if there's more doors or wheels, I'm like, absolutely pal. Great idea. He's just like, really? I'm like, well, I don't know if they're going to want to answer it, but I think it's a great idea. Hats off to him for answering it. Yes. Like enjoying it. He like, seems like a good sport. That's what I mean. Right? It's like regular Joe where you get like, I hate to do it to you, Kenny, but I can see Holland like 
Uh, and you're just trying to avoid it. Like Daryl, like he checks the guide and record book. Yeah. I want to see them do it to Daryl Sutter. And it's, al- it's also an extra credit. Oh, to- I'm going to text Ryan Pike and say, I beg you any, I will pay you to ask Daryl. Sutter. Yeah, I, I, I promise you I'll take care of his, his, his meal at the Singapore Sam's next weekend. Yes. I'm pretty sure Calgary's in Vancouver this weekend or next. So oh, let's get on oh, it. Yeah. It's on it. But uh, that's what I was going to say too. For Boudreaux's defense, he could have just not answered it because his, it sounded like but somebody extra with it. said, yeah, said let's just it. Yeah, yeah, move on. But he was like, no, no, I'm going to answer it. And he liked that. Over He's, at Canucks army. Again, I shout out to quads for doing the hard hit and journalism for the people. <laughs> uh, Luke Shen says doors. Brock Besser says uh, doors. Come on. What do these guys know? Brad hunt, former oiler wheels. Of course. Yeah, that's why he never stuck here. <laughs> Rathbone wheels. Yeah, he's insane. Uh Tristan Nielsen, <laughs> doors. Good man. <laughs> Pick him up. Let's trade for him, right, Tyler? Bruce Boudreaux just says, holy fuck, I don't have a clue. I love it. <laughs> anyway, check out Canucks Army. There you go. But not, don't check wheels. out Canucks Army too much. If you go to Canucks Army, you have to think of how many times you clicked through pages. Yep. Then you have to do that twice as many times as Oilers Nation offset it. Yes, because here's the reality. Quads, who's the managing editor of Canucks Army texts me almost weekly at this point to talk about how well their traffic is doing. Well, I'm a competitive young man. I don't like that. Quads is getting anywhere close to me. He's not at all. I want to crush you. Quads. You're dead to me. (laughs) All right. Ask the idiots coming up. Our friends at Buster's pizza. They've got a location near you. I promise whether you want a donair, whether you want some za, go to busterspizza.ca and check it out. If you don't know how this bit works, where have you been? How did you find us? What are you doing? Delicious, delicious. You probably think there's more wheels in the world. Throughout the week, people send me questions. The boys have not seen them. I take five. You guys, by the way, I just want to say thank you to everybody that sends in questions because you've been sending in a ton. I know I can't get to everybody every week, but I'm trying to switch it up as best I can. So keep sending the questions. Make them weird. We've had some weird ones over the last couple of weeks, and I like it. i got a couple of interesting ones this week as well. So we're going to start down at the end of the table. Tyler, mm. first question, ask the idiots for Buster's Pizza. You can only keep two of the three. Yamo, Kane, Jesse. Who's your two? Yamo, Jesse. Rick. Yamo, Yessa. Smart man. Yessa and Evander. No, man. Both those guys are going to be underpaid the whole careers. They, you get a lot yeah. more, and I don't like using the word, but the, effort. Can I just say, the, I could see your scenario happening because only one, two of those three have trade value, and it's not Evander. That's kind of where I was going with it. Is just that that of the three, I think Yamamoto nets us the most. Yeah. So therefore, but the problem with Evander Kane is that he's going to make more money than I think he's that we that we can afford. Yeah. So. It also depends to like what happens with San Jose. If he gets a chunk of money from the Sharks, maybe he's willing to sign for less. If he doesn't, might chase the bag. I don't think it's going to change things. Yeah, I think he wants to chase the bag anyways, but I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah, like, I and I do think maybe the trade market could dictate things as well, right? So let's say you have a chance to lock up yes a long term and it's like, you know, a $4 million deal over the next six years or something, right? Do it. You do it, you're good there. Kane turns out, hey, you can get like a two-year, $3.5 million deal and then you got some team out there who's like, hey, we're willing to give you a good defenseman for Kyler Yamamoto. Then then do you sit there and be like, hey, what, fuck. What kind of defenseman are we getting for him? I don't know. And, that, and that's you why I'm saying. You think he has that much value? The trade value? I, I, mean? I don't think what so. What if and you couple it with a first round pick from 2025? 
2036. You're trading him for yeah. a nine. Dude, exactly. Why doesn't Holland trade those? Those aren't uh, even going to be his picks, man. Yeah, he's not going to be here when those rounds come Legit, on. Legit, I'd be moving Let's those go. picks all but day fucking long. But I got to imagine, and maybe this is a question to ask Chris Gear. Does it? Does it? Does it? The hockey director of hockey ops come in and say no? If you go out too far with a, a deal, because you're right, like why wouldn't a GM just be like, I'm going to trade the next guy's picks now? Like <laughs> because the GM he's trading it to is also sitting there going, Oh, I'm not going to be around. When we use that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, just to finish it off, I'm going to say Yamo Yessa would be my two of three, just because I think ultimately is going to be more affordable. Yeah. And and that's why I went with a dude just because like the the trade market thing is a hypothetical, and I I'm just not sure how much he's worth. And that's why like, I, I think Seattle would love him. They better not do Yamamoto for Susie because Susie's not enough in that scenario. Uh-huh. Right. Question number two, ask the idiots. If you could take any NHL player past or present in their prime, who would it be? The catch here, however, we're not talking hall of famers. We're not talking future hall of famers, not talking past hall of famers. We're talking just, you know, the rest, no Gretzky's, no Ovi's, no Crosby's, no Connors, none of them. They're off. So yeah. we're just adding someone to the Oilers. You're adding somebody to the Oilers, anybody past or present. Who's it going to be Dan? Uh, that is, that is a fascinating question and it doesn't have to be a former Oiler. Nope. Anybody. It's just anybody mm-hmm. to help this team right now. I'm going to add Marty Turco. Ooh, that's an interesting one. He's the reason we have the trapezoids. Yep. There's a guy, there's a goalie that can actually handle the puck properly. Yeah, I'm, I'm adding 06 Dwayne Rolls into this team. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that's oh, not 06. I just like, went I, different with it. It's got to be a goaltender. Yeah, it's the best goal. Uh, that isn't in the Hall of Fame. It's not a Hall of Famer, though. Kujo? Nikolai yeah. Habibulin? Kujo, yeah. <laughs> in his prime? Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Kujo. Kujo. Would you yeah, say that? Not, yeah, he's not. I said I said Turco, but I guess like I could have gone better with that to not be a Hall of Famer. Dick, you went to like the Ranford. Yeah, you went to the you went to the Ranford's not in the Hall of Fame. Like the, like they're not the Devils, but they're you yeah. I the think oh six Cam there. Ward. <laughs> <laughs> if Rickett said that, I'm leaving the right now. Proven playoff success. <laughs> Nothing happened in 2006. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I was gonna say Pavel Bury, but I just realized he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Is Alex McGillney in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Dude, I don't think so yet. 83. Hammer. I would yeah. take Hammer back. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this Oilers power play with Hemsky on? But it? like, here's the thing too. Like, if yeah, Hemsky was on the current lineup, he wouldn't have the pressure of being Alex Hemsky in 2010 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He'd be in the second and third line. And it's not like Calgary gets to bring back Robin Regeer. No, fuck him. Smooth okay. sailing. Can I bring back, bring back Ryan Smith? Yeah. Derek Bugard's not going to take any shots at him either. No. From the grave. What? That's just an honest thing. Bugard used to go after Hemsky all the time, and it was the craziest thing. Everybody because you had a monster chasing down one of the fastest guys on our team. Hammer took a fucking beating, but I'll I'll give you. I'll give Penner credit because he never liked to get fucking physical. Like he was a a monster. He could have done whatever he want, but if you fucking got to Hemsky, he came in. That's the only time he get involved. The fridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Waffle House. We got a couple options here. Question number three, ask the idiots, Rick, I'm starting with you. You have to pick one current oiler to create a signature dish a la Bobby Nick's burger. Who's the player and what is that item? That's a a hell of a question. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at that? He has a couple of things here, like Kaylor Yamamoto could have yam fries on special (laughs) on the main concourse. They used to... (laughs) 
<laughs> there used to be like deli meat that was made out of horse. <laughs> oh my God. Where is this going? <laughs> Nuge. Okay. Nice. More to tell. Here's some I horse meat. Maybe, uh, maybe there's more to tell that was, ah, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, let's take, let's, yeah, let's yeah, we're going to go into a weird place right now. We're going to go with the uh, mortadella sandwich, the nuge mortadella sandwich was made out of horse meat. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick, you can put anything on the menu. I'm putting horse on the menu. <laughs> Why? Uh, delicious. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Gives you horsepower. Leon dry settled German sausage. Ding. But that's all you get? That's so Just boring. a sausage? That's all I want, baby. <laughs> hey, Surveyor Brett, you're going to want to clip that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Tyler, Walk right into it. Tyler wants Leon big German sausage. Dan, what do you got? Who's, what's your menu item? I'm still trying to come up with something that's like clever, funny, any kind of an answer. Don't do it, and Tyler. Then you, and then you got to avoid the uh, anything clippable too. Um, I'm going to pick. Ooh, I'm trying to think of a mean one, but it's not working. Uh, let's go with Mike Smith. And it's like a fiery chicken sandwich. A Nashville hot chicken sandwich. He's a fiery chicken. He's a fiery chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go. Who's I'm gonna, sending these in? <laughs> this is a good question. Either we asked for weird and we got weird. Yeah. I'm going to go with Miko Koskinen is just uh, some snooze and a cigarette. That's what you get. <laughs> You're going to get some tobacco and maybe just a shot of vodka. That's like Ulanov's fucking meal. That's true. Delicious. Get a half delicious, smoked delicious, delicious, delicious. All right. There you go. There's question number three. Horse meat, a smoke, <laughs> some sausage. And of some all chicken. the things that would be the most delicious to put on the menu. How about some horse meat? <laughs> all right. I bet it's probably pretty tasty. Why? If it's Nuge, if it's Nuge's special brand of horse meat. Right. Mm-hmm. I've He's eaten got, a lot of weird shit in my infinite life. Infinite so. patience horse meat. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Limited run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four. Ask the idiots. Dan, you're up first. You, this is a multiple choice qu- uh, question. A genie comes to you and grants you one wish. These are your options. You can undo the Duncan Keith trade. Adam Larson signs here. Bear Fogel. No, no. Fourth option, you can fix Tyler Uremchuk's image problem. <laughs> well, I don't like to take on impossible tasks, so I'll knock the Duncan Keith. No, I'm just joking. The, the Duncan Keith trade is my is the one that I would undo in a heartbeat because the money there potentially could allow Ken Holland to fix a roster that's not ready to win the Stanley Cup. The opportunity cost, Rick. Genie grants you a wish. Undo Keith, Adam Larson, Bear Fogel, fix Uremchuk's image problem. Larson. I'll just jump in next. That was my pick too. Adam Larson, if he signs here, I think Barry's not here. All Stays of a sudden, here, your right side gone, looks yeah. infinitely different. Yeah. But does that mean that CC doesn't sign either? <sighs> I don't know. That's Maybe. that's kind of the caveat that I put. I really on. like no, CC. Barry just here. doesn't sign. I really yeah. like CC. And he'd run Bouchard, Bouchard. Yeah, but does Ken Holland sign CC over Bush or Barry? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I, that guy loves his loyalty and his family. No, he went. He he fell back on Barry because he almost sort of kind of had to. Yeah, and went yeah, to the best guy available. Tyler, mm-hmm. you go, this is your chance, pal. Mm-hmm. Are you going to fix this team? or Are you going to fix yourself? 
by passing up the opportunity <laughs> to fix my image problem okay. and undoing the Duncan Keith trade, yes. I am in a way fixing my image problem. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. <laughs> you undo the Duncan Keith deal and you go sign a free agent with the money and you keep the draft picks. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, but that same guy had to sign that dra- has to sign that free agent. Now you're saying, hey, listen, here's the money here, but mm-hmm. I got to trust you to go get the right draft pick or the, mm-hmm. or the right uh, free agent. Yeah, and that's fair. But I think you could have went out this this offseason and, and gotten someone around that price range for decent money. Like you could have gone and thrown an extra 500K at Alex Edler, gotten him for four mil one year, cheaper than Keith, didn't have to give up picks. He's your vet, done. I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to fix Tyler's image problem. Thank you. <laughs> or you slide in Broberg or Nibeliner right from the start. Yeah, or you, or you take that risk, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe next weekend in Calgary, by the way, tickets are selling out. We can get a little work done on this image problem of yours between Rick, Dan, and I. Got you. We'll figure this out, Tyler. We'll make okay. a TikTok account for you. Backsidetours.com. We're right on the front page. Tickets are excited. selling out. You, oh. If you wait, you will miss out. I'm excited for this. I'm super excited. I'm so, man, I'm going to explode. I haven't done anything. What are you bringing to eat on the bus? Why would I ruin my bus? Okay, what are you bringing to eat on the bus on the bus back? Oh, on the bus. You need back? snacks, my guy. Yeah. Why? You just want to be able to. Do you remember last time? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make a little Costco no, run. I think that's probably the problem. <laughs> I'm gonna bring a whole thing of croissants that I'll throw around the bus. Oh, that'd be delicious. Are you gonna put anything on them or just a fresh croissant? Just fucking eat the croissant bread up. That's, fine. that's what I'll yell. Eat to eat honestly. And everyone yeah. and everyone later in the night will be like, wow, that Tyler, he made sure we had a good bread layer. <laughs> He's got a great public image. Tyler comes onto the bus with branded croissants with his face this on it. Handing them out to everybody to like, there is two for you guys. And they all say you. bread up. As the French guy on this podcast, you're really speaking to my heart right now. I will <laughs> happily take a Uremchuk croissant. Nice little pastry game. Last question for Ask the Idiots, BustersPizza.ca. Who would you rather have on the Oilers right now? Tyler, mm-hmm. Evander Kane and Zach Hyman, they're here. Or would you swap them out for Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle? Oh, wow. Ooh, damn. Sheesh. Wow. I, Kane and Hyman, Hall and Eberle. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got the two now, but would you make that swap? No, I don't. Why not? I think... I think Eberly is definitely fourth on that list, in my opinion. And Hall is still probably one, but the gap between who would be three and four is larger than the gap between one and two. So I take the two solid middle options. I just want solid consistency to go with Connor and Leon. I don't want any up and down stuff. And I think Hall and Eberly are both maybe a little bit too up and down. I like that logic. By the way, I'm looking at Taylor Hall. I have a season long bet for him to score 15 goals or more. Still at 12. Come on, Tay-Tay. I have 13 and a half. Also, we both got Pugliarvi at 28 and a half, didn't we? Yeah. And he's sitting at 28. Come on. Come on. Yes, that's happened. Don't worry. Come on. All right, Rick, you've got Kane and Hyman right now. Are you making a swap for Hall and Ebbs? I don't think so. And I honestly, I want to punch myself for saying that. Hmm. I I, it, I, I, you know what? I just, I see so much out of Hyman. There's so, so much good in Hyman that you character. don't get out of either one of those guys. Um, Doesn't write book or those two don't write books. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Yeah. Ebbs is, he's, he's dropped a bit. Halsey is what? A second, second liner over in Boston right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I got to go with Kane and Hyman right now. Plus look at this adorable photo of Zach Hyman and his, and his son. Of course. Aww. Aww. Everybody loves Zach Hyman. He's a prince in this town. 
I'm going to make sure everybody loves him. Dan? Well, I, I don't necessarily agree with that everybody loves Zach Hyman right now, especially, but I do believe... With, Who I doesn't do love him? I think that the that the tide is starting to turn on the guy. And what? It's I, who are you talking to? No, I don't buy this I at listened all. To, I listened to after game radio last night and people were very negative. That's Wow. Yeah. What, Especially you after that show? I was. I think he's, I think Hyman is the definition of when he doesn't score, he's still effective. I yeah. do agree with that. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that for both Hyman and Kane, those are guys that the playoffs need. And, th- and that's when, mm-hmm. that's when the playoffs, that's what, it ma- that's what matters with this team right now. And so Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle, we've already been there with those guys and I love them both to death. And if we could bring them all in and have them all be a part of this run that we're having here, I would, but no, I don't think you can make that trade where they are right now. Yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I agree. I'm I'm keeping Kane and Hyman. Mm-hmm. Feels dirty, doesn't it? Feels weird to say. Yeah, it does. Feels really weird to say. Because I remember doing a podcast. It was North by North Gretz at that time. But the day that Taylor Hall got traded. Yeah. And I was raging. I was so angry. Well, that doesn't yeah. change the fact it was a bad deal. But like now I'm thinking about it in this hypothetical situation. And I'm keeping a Vander Kane and Zach Hyman over bringing my beloved Tay Tay back. If you gave me the choice of Kane or Hall, I'd take Hall back. This well, is more about the gap, in my opinion, between Hyman and Eberly. And I think also it plays a factor is that we've watched Vander Kane now for a couple of weeks. If, we, if you would ask me right when that trade happened, no, that, I might have reconsidered, but he has been everything we've wanted of him and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting that Jordan Eberly has three more goals than Taylor Hall does this year. 15 goals, mm-hmm. 20 assists. For the Seattle Kraken, really? Mm-hmm. Do you find it funny that That's people are talking about uh, Kane's like not five on five goals, like they mean less? I mean, the empty netters certainly do mean a little less. The empty netter without sure. the empty netter, the game still goes, and they could still score on us. We yeah, saw one point like eight seconds left in whatever I game I was. You know what I mean? Empty netters are easier to score than a five on five goal. I think that point stands. It's I like think- when people rag on second assists. Like second assists are not totally irrelevant, but. There's a, a, they're not irrelevant at all. Well, they're at some points it can be a little less important than a first assist. But so can a first assist. Sometimes a first assist is less valuable than a second assist. Yeah, sure. But I'm just saying, like empty netters sometimes aren't quite as valuable, or they're easier to score than other goals. Fair enough. I think that's there's fair. an extra. You're it's playing against an extra player. That's our delicious debate next week. Yeah, but there's no goalie. Yeah, but now there's there's six skaters and there's only five skaters that's scoring a shorthanded goal. I'm aware. <laughs> Keep fighting. Keep going. Uh, so, 22- you know who leads the NHL in empty net goals this season? Who is it? Take a stab. Callie Yarncrow. Alex Ovechkin. Uh, yeah, Fuck exactly. What? Well, and he's gonna fucking take Gretzky's record? Come on now. Fraud. 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 Shit. Uh, in 22 games played with the Oilers so far, Vander Kane, 10 goals. How many empty netters do you have? Two. Nine. Wow. <laughs> Did you see Yager call him out today too? He's like, yeah, I could come back for you. I um, love it. Yeah. No. I. Oh, I is think it two Kane, or three? I think Kane has two. Yeah. You know what? I find it weird to discount any goal or points at the NHL level. You That's need them. Fair. Yeah, fair. You need them because if the assists don't happen, the goal doesn't happen. Well, how many times do we go through a game where we can't get that stupid empty net yep. goal and yes. we sit there and we've like eight, three years in a fucking yes. minute? I've but got more if at the beginning now. of the season, you were presented with two players and you said one player will score you 20 goals all at five on five. 
One player will score you 10 at five on five and 10 into an empty net. Which player would you like? Nobody's scoring 10 in the empty net. Honestly, Honestly you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the 10 and 10. Nah, you're wild. No, because those empty, <laughs> those empty, those empty net goals, I mean, bet you, those I bet empty you, net goals mean victories. You can score all the goals you want five on five and still lose. I bet you anything Ovechkin has <laughs> two games at least where he scored two empty net goals. If he has nine goals, there's no way that those all came in nine separate games. I always find that weird. So like, I, I don't really understand. Like I get that you're doing everything for a win, but when you're down by two in the empty nets, you still got the empty. <laughs> net. I never or understood down by that. three and pulling it with four minutes left to go as if that's, I want to go back to the, it. I want to go back to the year that uh, Leon almost won the rocket. Yeah. And I want to see how many, those two guys, Ovi and him had the empty netters. <laughs> and then all of a sudden does Leon get the fucking, uh, the trophy now. What year was that? It, it was the, it was the that late was, break that game. Was, that was the, that was the time. Was I know, that. but what season? Two years ago. 2018. Yeah, it was definitely not two years ago, but three years ago. Yeah, that's true. I haven't done shit. Um, all right. We got to vote on who wins a He was going to score that fucking 51st as well. And that guy fucking, I can't remember. It might've been Gio. Who knocked out the uh, the puck from like eight Cheer feet down in the air? Cheer down is the worst. That puck was going in the net. Ultimately, the, the Oilers won that game. They lost out on Capo Caco. They don't even include empty net goals on the front page of NHL stats. No, they don't. <laughs> hey, okay, so that season, yeah. trying to cover it up. Ovechkin had four empty netters. Uh oh, is this going to be bad for Leon? Did you just do this to Maybe. Leon? I and may have done this to Leon. Whoa, Whoa, that, that was, was a nice that. sound for everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that? That's because Leon's not even on the first page. Because <laughs> he had no empty netters. Why don't you just go to the stats page and then I could just search break it down by it, points. Yeah. So I also want you to bring something up. Frank Drew. Time on ice for Duncan Keith compared to all defensemen on the way. Dry Settle didn't score a single he empty netter it, right? that Good year. Good find. Yes. We won by three goals. Ah. <laughs> Erase the empty net goals from the record books. Gary B at NHL.com. Hello, I'm, Gary. I'm writing to you in regards of the 2019 Rocket Richard <laughs> Trophy. <laughs> it, yeah, all, all those guys, you, you, email names are usually just their name and then the mm-hmm. website that they work for. Time on ice Gary at NHL.com. compared actually, to all of our defensemen. It's actually Gare Bear. Gare Bear. Oh, I like that. Gare Bear at NHL.com. Hot if man. somebody tries that account. and it works, let us know. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to vote on who wins the gift card from Buster's Pizza. First question was keeping two or three Yamo Kane Jesse. Second one was bringing back any NHL player that was not a Hall of Famer. Third one was uh, horse meat. <laughs> Fourth one was the multiple choice <laughs> that could potentially fix Tyler's problem. And the fifth one was Kane or Hyman Hall or Eberle. Where are your votes, boys? Kane, Hyman, Hall, Eberle. I'm going to go with Kane Hyman Hall Everly because it made me choose the children between the children. Two votes there. I like to laugh. So it's Tyler's love for sausage. Yes. Fair. Yes. What did you want to know about time on ice, Rick? Yeah. For Duncan Keith compared to all our defensemen. He's played 735 minutes in 43 games. Where's he rank? Fifth. Barry Bouchard, CC and nurse have played more than him, but they've all played more games. Yeah. So, um, the trade is a second. Oh yeah, but it, it 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 depends on how much he has to be in the top four ice time for a defenseman in the playoffs, and they have to go to the conference final. Yeah, but it's an and. So if he does not make the top four ice time for all defensemen in the playoffs, it's just in the playoffs. Yes. 
Because I yeah, so the way I read it the other the way I read it the other day so was really just, the, I'm gonna check it. Sigh that yeah, Tyler yeah. had there. The way you I read really? it the other day was just um, if the Oilers make it to the 2022 Stanley Cup Finals and Keith is top four in playoffs time on ice during the first three rounds. Oh, okay, it's okay. I see where it's going. So on. they have to make the final, make the final, man, and. He's got to be top four time and ice in the first from, three rounds. From Chris Gear, I'd like to find out too how long that kind of a clause would take to work out. <laughs> we should have gotten him on the show today. That would yeah, be good. That Maybe would be next good. week. Maybe next Friday. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Because yeah. I'd love to just, but like, let him know we're going to have dumb questions. <laughs> I want to know about this, no trade. Prepare him what he's getting himself into. Like on this particular deal, the Duncan Keith one, like where did the conditional pick start? You know, like, mm-hmm. well, we'll give you a conditional fifth. And they're like, no. Conditional fourth if you make the third round. Conditional fourth if you make the final. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I just fine. Know how, but like, Keith's got to play good. <laughs> how granular does it get? That's what I want to know. And what kind of snacks are they having? We know it's volume. Yeah, Speaking of snacks, I'm hungry. Let's wrap this thing I'm, up. I'm, I'm, I'm so hungry. get your buttons ready, Tyler. Uh, the winner of the gift card was the Kane Hyman Hall Eberle. The, Who was it? The uh, Stellan? Job Stellan. Stellan. Proud of you, big guy. Stellan. The Stellan. real winner, though, is Tyler's love of sausage. Big German sausage. And Rick's horse meat sandwich. Leon. That is, soon. That is, that's Leon sausage. I gotta say, the horse meat sandwich is one of the most unexpected <laughs> food items that I ever could have heard of. But he had a reference for it. skunk. I'll try it. He had a reference for it, though. Like, he, he pulled it on an old... Yeah, no, yeah. for real. Like, I think... I'm fairly certain it's Mortadella. <laughs> and it used... I'm fairly certain it used to be horse meat. We're gonna get a cease and desist from t- Mortadella. Dude, I'll take a sandwich. No problem. Yeah. Remember when all those Ikeas in Europe got busted for serving horse meat in their meatballs? Do I ever? <laughs> it's not a game. Despite the myths for uh, Italian and its beloved meat, and just for the record, it's made out of pork. It is not horse. Now it is, but you go back far enough. <laughs> you go back far enough to where they didn't really care about eating horses back then. <laughs> All right. You know what? There's a bunch of really skinny looking coyotes walking around the river valley. That's what I'm throwing on the menu. Deep fry them bitches. City oats. <laughs> Delightful. Mm. It's like calamari, but sweet, sweet. It would be very uh, it'd be a valuable nuts. meat because there's very little of it per animal. Yeah. <laughs> a delicacy right. then all of a sudden. It is time for the Cornerstone Insurance Hot Cold Performers. Insurance. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca, you can find all the insurance products you could ever hope for. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance. They've got it all for you. Insurance. Citizens of the nation, there's a little button there for you. Click it. Get yourself a discount just for listening to this podcast. Because we're good like that. And so is Cornerstone Insurance. All right, Tyler. Insurance. We start off with you. Your Cornerstone Insurance Cold Performer of the Week. My Cold Performer of the Week is uh, going up to March Madness and Kentucky losing out in their first game, even though I picked them in my bracket to win the whole damn thing. Can you explain <laughs> this to me? Because they were a two seed. They lost to a 15 seed. I had them winning it all. And now my bracket is done on day one of the tournament. Was and there, I'm upset. Was there another one that got bumped early? Because I see a lot of pip- people that are pissed off. 12 to five. 12 beat to five. I had, uh, every year I had that five seed going all the way to the final four. Mm-hmm. So my bracket is just <laughs> in shambles. And so I'm you've livid. just like deleted it at this point. Yeah. So last year in the pool, I do with some friends, I was a bounce away from winning it all. And it's, it was like a $1,200 pot. I was fired up and this year. I was like, man, my system last year worked so well. Like it's going to work again. I crunched all my thing. I checked all my resources and I was like, yeah, this bracket's legit. And like two hours into March Madness, I was like, well, it's done. And now I have no reason. I want an tournament. in-depth video of what him going through his stuff. On? Here's a stat from over 17 million brackets entered on ESPN.com. 161 remain. Perfect. 161 <laughs> remain. Day perfect. one. Yeah. 
All right. So RIP to everybody's brackets and my bracket is the nobody's getting so if you're the one listener of this podcast money that has a perfect ESPN bracket, please send it to us. Yes. And we'll Uh, split the money. I'm going to jump in. My cornerstone cold performer of the week is Connor McDavid's poor mouth. I just can't get a break. You know, got his chicklets knocked out against what was that? Carolina last night, another stick to the mouth and Estroza went for a stick lift missed right in the mush. No good. Connor, you need my teeth. Just let me know. Mm-hmm. Have you ever fought before? Yeah. You have? Yeah. You were probably beat up in the bus stop most of the time. I think so, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so aggressive. Nation Dan, your cornerstone cold performer of the week. Well, my cornerstone cold performer of the week actually comes from last night's game when the Oilers called a timeout with about seven minutes left to go in the second period. I was very confused for a moment because thanks to our previous head coach, who is my cold performer of the week, I forgot that we can call timeouts at random parts of the game. And so Dave Tippett, for you breaking my mentality about timeouts completely, you get my cold performer of the week. You're as cold as ice. Old Woody's spending all Dave Tippett's retirement timeouts, you know? He had those saved behind the bench for the last two and a half years, and they're all leaving. Well, I got chirped online the other day because I forgot that the NHL actually put in the rule or took out the rule where you used to lose your timeout if you challenged a a play. But because we've used our timeout so randomly with Dave Tippett, I forgot about it. And so I got clowned on the internet for it. And Jay Woodcroft just uses them at the right times. You know what I mean? Like against Detroit, wheels are starting to fall off. Timeout, no hesitation. Uh, Rick, your cornerstone insurance, cold performer of the week. It's going to go out to uh, our GM. We see other GMs out there improving their teams and our guys sitting on his hands and giving us excuses as to why he can't. Um, I'd hate to see a, a, a batter go down with the, uh, with the bat on his shoulders, mm-hmm. take a swing and let's go. I, I, don't get too upset about, um, you know, the, uh, the year with green and double eight, like he, he took a swing. Yep. Sometimes he missed someday. Don't, leave the bat on your shoulder. So let's go to Ken Holland, get off your ass and do something. I'm upset. Uh, reversing the order. I'm starting back at Rick. It's a snake draft. Your cornerstone insurance hot performer of the week. Well, it's been a very fun week. Um, as a sports fan, there's been a lot in a lot of other sports going on right now. Um, so, uh, just to get in Tyler's, uh, head here, I'm going to give it to the Miami dolphins for really improving our roster because we're coming for you, buddy. And that first round, that uh, division that's ours next year. Are you thrilled? <laughs> I'm not. You don't even get a hot performer. Yeah, yeah, like so that. the bill signed Von Miller. So hello. Can you, yeah, Von Miller's like my age. Can you counter Rick's point? And I, I need six and years. And you can play for my team any day, Rick. I need six years. It's on like a three-year deal when they eventually buy him out. Uh, I'm officially wading into the NFL game now. Oh, you got a team? I'm a Vegas Raider. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. not to over well, there. No, 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 no. I, I did my scouting last year during my wedding. We went and did a tour of the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. to see the locker room. Got all that kind of stuff. And just, I'm, all, I'm in now. I'm in. That's still creepy as shit. John, you just drug one thing from one screen over to the other. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Science. John Gruden yelled at me just before really? he got fired. Yeah. They, they had like a hologram set up in their locker room oh. and, and he like yells at you like a pregame speech. Oh, I thought it was actual was John Gruden. It? No, was it, that would was be it cool. racist? No, 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 it was completely normal. It was just kind of sad that like I was one well, of the last so sure people to see it. For him. Ah. Nation Dan, your cornerstone hot performer of the week. Uh, It's going to stick in the football realm and I'm going to go to the Edmonton Elks for a new program that they just announced this week called president CEO for a day program with the Winterford steward association. Uh, For those of us who aren't familiar with the Winterford steward association, that's association, the association in Edmonton that uh, has worked with Joey Moss in the past and just does some wonderful 
things for people that don't necessarily get the opportunities that they deserve. And so the Elks stepping up and offering the CEO and president for the day as a part of their program going forward. I love to see it. Edmonton Elks, you get my hot performer of the week. He's a hot guy. Victor Quee doing a hell yes. of a job there. Yes. Fantastic job he's done so far. I'm, I've heard he is a man of a million ideas. Yeah, I've uh, I've been privy to some conversations and and I'm very excited to see what the Elks can do this year. My cornerstone hot performer of the week. I'm just going to say, Rick, you made it here today, the day after your birthday. So first of all, happy birthday, buddy. I put it at a 60% chance that you would actually make it here today, given that your birthday is St. Patrick's day. And I know how you get down. I only had to bump it up an hour too. And you know what, Rick, like you, I don't want to, I don't want to say your age on the the podcast, but 23, my goodness, sir, you still recover. Like you're 23, (laughs) like, like bag milk said that 60, 40 shot, but you came in here and yes, you looked a little worse for the wear dying on the inside, but then you just, you, you rallied (laughs) glasses on. (laughs) Oh, I left them on the whole go. Sometimes you got I'm surprised I'm not still wearing them to the honest truth. (laughs) So my hot performer of the week is Rick for one, his birthday two for making it in and three for the shenanigans. We're going to get up to next weekend. Let's go. Hey, Hey. Hey. yes, I'll try to explain that five years ago on this day, (laughs) it was the first time your parents saw your beautiful face. And nine months before that magical day, your dad probably took your mom out on a date and they were having a good time. I, what a, sh- what a show. Uh, what a great show. That's a little clip if you want to. It's the league birthday song. John Are we going to get uh, arrested for playing that? Uh, I I no, I think YouTube. I kept it just under. Oh, perfect. Oh, is there? A, yeah, cool. Darren Dreger just tweeted World Junior News. Edmonton will host the entire World Junior Hockey August. Championship in August. Ah. And I believe that Russia's out Latvia's in. And I will not be working that because I'm taking the entire month of August off. <laughs> Avoid the grind. Avoid, Avoid the grind. The grind. Um, what do you do? Hang out is there any Bob McKenzie's house? Mm-hmm. At, at is, the cottage with them? Yep. Is there any word there about the next one that was supposed to be in Russia yet? Uh, there's talk that they're, that Canada's making a bid for it. Bring it back to Edmonton. Could you imagine? Why Everything is being done five years in a row. <laughs> Everything is Edmonton. <laughs> and twice in the same year too. Yeah. Oh, and, and we're supposed to get the outdoor game here, no? Yeah. yeah. 23, 24. The they waited for the, yeah, they waited till the 20th anniversary. Edmonton, Calgary, this one? Is that what you do? I think so. Yeah. I think you I go see a lot of time. I can't see them going because we already did Winnipeg, Vancouver, maybe, but nah, you, go, you go BOA. Battle, Battle of Alberta would be sweet. Vancouver's uh, out. Yeah, Vancouver's uh, game in the stadium was terrible. They had like fucking fake snow in there. It was horrible. Vancouver's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Quads, I'm talking to you. Tyler, your Buster's Pizza hot or Cornerstone <laughs> <laughs> hot performer of the week. My beloved Toronto Blue Jays went out and made a big splash, acquiring one of the best third defensive third basemen that baseball's seen in the last decade. Plus, making a move. They got Matt Chapman. Their lineup is loaded. They are, without a doubt, one of the favorites in baseball to win the World Series this year. This team is legit. They did it without sacrificing really any of their high-end prospects as well. The Jays are gearing up for a run. Bag milk. I know you're going to be a big Blue Jays guy this year. Walking this year, baby. Yep. We are going to have a good time rooting on the Toronto Blue Jays this summer. So they get my hot performance of the week. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm flying. You ain't because you're not. Also, um, news and notes that I'm just saying, Miko Koskinen is going to start against the New Jersey Devils tomorrow. Yes. And uh, Vegas Golden Knights head coach Pete DeBoer, Jack Eichel, left the game late against Florida. I saw that. 
DeBoer says, quote, it is a big concern. Uh Oh, oh good. Whoa. That team. Yeah. Vegas. See you Vegas. Uh, I think you guys a little overrated. One thing too. Sorry. I'm, he called it a quote, huge concern. I oh, huge. One thing nice. I want to add to Tyler's hot performer of the week, the Jays, you guys might didn't even know this. Probably we're looking into potential summer nation vacation to Toronto. There's a couple weekends where they have a weekend series. And if you can nail the flights, right, you could like leave Friday morning, watch Jay's three game. baseball games or, or there was another one was late it? August where it was, it would go Jay's Friday, soccer, Saturday, TFC. Jay's Sunday, come home Monday. What about oh, the Argos? You guys, we actually looked at the Argos and they were gone. Or I'm just joking. It's the, that's I'm not worth, that's I've, draw. That's not worth going. I've gone to two Jay's games. One was like a night game. Uh, the, the dome was open. Mm-hmm. Uh, that atmosphere, that look was incredible. And the other one was a day game. And I was like, getting like cooked by the sun right I've behind only, them, right by home plate. It was fantastic. So we're trying to figure only that there out. once in 93. I've so. never gone to a baseball game. So I'd love this. Time. I plan on going multiple times this year. I know I've invited me on your, your vacation with your missus. Hey, you can come behave yourself. <laughs> it's a long pod. You know, we've almost got 90 minutes. Last That's thing like talking to you, Tyler. I, I mean, love talking to you. I, I was supposed to have a meeting at one 30. I'm incredibly late for it. Last thing I just want to mention again, <laughs> backsidetours.com. Check out the tickets for the nation vacation down to Calgary. That's happening next weekend, the 26th. We're going to have a great time. I promise you. I promise you. And with that, we're going to wrap up the podcast. We're going to say thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance and Buster's Pizza for making it all possible. And most importantly, all of you, and whoever Tyler had a meeting with that is so graciously pushed it back by 15 minutes. Sorry. Shout out Brandon Hagel. The roadcaster works. We get to hear Flexland. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.